We've been on a series, as you know, uh, it's called Together Forever, and uh, we're coming up to 34 years, so it's not quite forever, but <laughs> it sometimes feels like forever. Together Forever, uh, it dawned on us that perhaps we had a thing or two that might be helpful to you that we wanted to share over the next, you know, we've been sharing for a couple of weeks now. Um, so we do pray that whether you're married or dating or unmarried and happy to be unmarried and single, whatever your case may be, you know, separated, divorced, I really believe, just like we said this morning, is everything from the word of God, all this kind of information is useful in relationship. Thank you. So uh, I want you to not close your ears if you're like, well, I'm not married. That doesn't apply to me. Yes, it may. <laughs> it may in your future. It may in your in your relationships of any sort. So we are going to share with you this morning. Oh, and the building comes out. <laughs> I just needed to get a few things, a few props for the service today. Yeah, so here they are. We'll get to those in a minute. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for joining with us here today. Thanks for joining with us online. So grateful that you came. Um, just a just a couple of uh, quick announcements before we jump into the message today. Um, first is well, I want to thank and welcome all our online guests for being with us here today. Thanks for connecting with us. I don't know when you're tuning in. You may be tuning in, uh, you know, Sunday night or Monday or Tuesday or tuning in live with us right now. Uh, we just want to thank you uh, for joining in with us. Uh, also, uh, for those that are here and go, hey, how does giving work? Now that we're, we're connected back live and other people online are asking, how do I give? Well, we have four ways to give. Uh, one is if you're here live, well, we still have our debit machine. We have our offering boxes at the back. Uh, you can give uh, checks, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. If you want to bring a bucket load of cash, well, we're, we're discouraging cash, but we're not really discouraging cash, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And, uh, you know, or, um, you know, if you're online, I know what we're doing is uh, we're doing um, e-transfer. We, we love e-transfer, so we can get that done either before we come to service. Often we do it actually Saturday uh, through e-transfer, really easy, quick way. We also uh, do... Um, PayPal online, and and I want to ask Josh to come here for a minute, and he's just going to talk to us a little bit about youth, and uh, we we started up youth on Friday, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. Okay, yeah, so youth started on Friday. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we we had a good time. A uh, bunch of worship. We we did worship. We had a message. We had a bunch of games. It was really good. It's challenging to find games and stuff with uh, COVID protocols and stuff like that. But uh, we, we were able to do it, and we had a really, really fun time while we were at it. And I think we learned as well. Uh, we will be back this Friday at 7 o'clock. So if you, could, if you are between the ages or grades of 6 to 12, make sure to come out and see us out there. Awesome. Thank you. Um, we also have um, 
our uh, online connect card. So if you want uh, any information about the church, uh, go to our website, click on the uh, connect card and fill that out for us. Uh, if you have any prayer requests or any stories you want to tell us about stuff that's going on in your world, we'd love to hear from you. And that's the best way to do it. Um, just just so, uh, you know, those folk who are at home watching and are considering coming and to put everybody at ease who's here today, uh, we thoroughly sanitize our facilities uh, before every service. All the touch points are done. And uh, we also are set up in physical distance apart from one another. And we're wearing masks. I We just took our masks off because it would be hard to really hear us as as we communicate but while we were worshiping we had our masks on and so i thank you for everybody doing that so uh you know if you're at home and wondering uh what 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 the protocol is that is what is happening is that cool well you're ready for the word of god today i am ready to give it i'm looking forward to what god is going to bring today and you know, again, thank you to our, all, all our online people. I see, hey, Philip is watching. Hey, Philip, uh, miss you. I see Charmaine is watching. Hey, Charmaine, good to see you. Yanni and the gang. Awesome. See Fiona. Yeah, a bunch of people. Saw my cousin was on a little earlier and, and awesome. Thanks everybody for joining in. If I missed you, well, hey, just make a comment. Let us know that you're watching. So glad that you're here with us. I think I'm going to, I feel too far apart from you. Because we are together forever, honey. Oh no, we're fine. <laughs> oh God, is good. Well, today we're carrying on with our, and I call it, you know, I, I wrote this out and Yvette said, really? I call it a groundbreaking series. Groundbreaking in the sense that we want to break up some ground in your marriage, right? We we want to help you move your marriage forward. And if you happen to miss uh, the last few sermons here, I'm not going to go back and um, relive them. But I encourage you to uh, go back and listen to them. You can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook, you can go to our website, you can, uh, as a podcast, they're available uh, through through a podcast. I encourage you to go back and take a listen, and they'll be a blessing to you. Yvette and I, as my wife said earlier, we've been married for now, uh, coming up to 34 years. Apparently I got it wrong the first time I'm uh, in, in, in the message. I said 35, and she said, well, it's not quite, actually. Uh, 34, coming up to 34. I'm like, oh, of course, yeah. Take it for a guy to get it wrong. <laughs> but we feel, as a result, that we have something to offer. So we want to offer some uh, practical advice to people that are um, coming into a place where maybe you're going, you're thinking of marriage, you think you found that certain right one, and we want to help give you tools for that. Maybe you're you're already married and you just need a little tweaking. We this the whole purpose of this series is to help you move your marriage forward. Is that all right? Our text for today 
is found in Galatians chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can open to Galatians 5.25. We have it on the screen uh, for us here. It says this, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Now, this portion of Scripture, if we look at it in context, is talking about the uh, works of the flesh and uh, opposed to being led by the Spirit, right? And if you read this in context, which I encourage you to do this week, uh, and think about it with regards to marriage. Think about the works of the flesh or the acts of the flesh with regards to marriage. And if those are present in your marriage, it's going to be really hard for you to get along. But if you are led by the Spirit, if the fruit of the Spirit is an operation in your life, then you'll find that your marriage will move forward much smoother than maybe it has been. So keep this in mind as we go through our points today. That for you to be a person, if you want to have success in your marriage, be a person who learns to keep in step with the Spirit. Ask yourself, am I in step with the Spirit of God? In other words, am I living my life in such a way that would bring honor to Him? Am I living my life in such a way that He would go, yeah, that's that's it. That's how you're supposed to do it. Okay? Cool? Okay, let's get into our first point. Our first point for today, we, we want to talk about ineffective communication. <laughs> we have the definition on screen. And really, uh, ineffective communication occurs during those times when we talk, but we're not really hearing what each other is saying. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure it hasn't. Go ahead. I'm going to put our first. So he decided he's going to build while I talk. Yeah. See how that goes. So as we know, when emotions are running high, we're not really hearing very well. Something happens to our ears that the filter is all of a sudden just changing. So we're not hearing the way that we should. So we have to be careful as a communicator, not just what we're saying, but our tone, our body position. You know, finger wagging and, you know, that kind of thing really sets the tone, doesn't it? So we have to be thinking about not just what you're saying, but how you're saying it. Uh, especially when emotions are high. The other thing that's really important is um, uh, watching your facial expressions. You know, they say that our faces really express more than anything else. So we really have to be conscious of our delivery in communication. So imagine if you had a mirror in front of you in the middle of that conversation. Would you see something in the mirror that actually surprises you? to be like, wow, you look pretty nasty right now. <laughs> you know, you don't look very friendly at all. So I think we have to be really thinking about that. The other thing is about picking your time wisely. You're like, 
pick a time to actually communicate? Well, yes, because some people are morning people. Some people are evening people. You really have to know your spouse, your partner, because it's so important for us to pick our time wisely to talk about things that might be a little bit more difficult. So, yes, let's schedule that as well. You know, if you're finding yourself, you're in the middle of a conversation or we'll call it an argument and you're rolling your eyes or you're looking away, you know what? I think that should be a sign enough that we need to pause this and reschedule for part two or part three or part four or whatever it's going to be, you know, because some things take sessions to really work through. But be wise enough to say, can we just call time right now? This isn't going so well. So pick your time wisely. Yeah, pick your time wisely, Daniel son. And know the difference between talking and communicating. It's so important that we understand that because talking is just really about giving information and it doesn't necessarily require a reply, right? Communication, however, is the verbal and nonverbal exchange of information that actually requires a response. Those are the difference between it. See, it takes more than one person to communicate, but it only takes one person to talk, right? So in a marriage, we need to focus on connecting with one another. It's not about one person um, doing all the talking. It's about a dialogue that occurs, a connection that occurs, communication that happens. And when that happens, then the other person can feel open and safe to really let go of their feelings. Because often that's what effective communication is all about, right? Have you ever caught yourself saying, I'm not done talking, I'm not done talking, maybe it's just me. (laughs) But you know, you know that you're kind of pushing, pushing, pushing when it's not really uh, a volleying anymore. So communication is more like tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're, you're not just like blindly, you know, striking the ball unless you're really, really terrible at tennis. You're not just like wildly just throwing that ball trying to get it away from you. You're strategic. Right? You're trying to get it in a certain area across. Like communication should be strategic. It's not just talking, but it's really the, the listening, the reflecting, the giving back. So think of tennis. I happen to love tennis, so, you know, that helps she's me. She's pretty good at it. She has a great backhand. <laughs> that's, okay. that's his marriage joke, but. All right. I mentioned recently that we should not be saying everything we think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was maybe ill-timed. I didn't mean that just okay, now. Okay. But, but we okay. should, in a conversation, we shouldn't be saying everything we're thinking. We need to self-monitor. Yeah, you can. Like, physically you can, but you shouldn't. Because there are some things that, have you ever done this? I know I have. You're like, it's out of your mouth. It's too late. And you know it's going to cause problems for quite a long time. So those are the kinds of things that are very sharp daggers that leave your mouth that hurt. And they hurt to the place where it will take time to recover from that. So remember, it's better to hold on a little bit and not say everything that's coming to your mind instead of just like dumping, right? Being very wise about that. So when you're communicating, if something that you're saying and you're doing your very best to share in love is being received in a very offensive way, like hurtful, 
then be willing to listen to say, okay, how you said that or what you just said really upset me. Instead of being defensive, say, okay, let me learn. How can I do this differently? So it's really being a student. And if all we do is put up guards, we're not going to be a student. We're just literally going to be that stubborn person who says, it's my way. That's how I talk. If you don't like it, you can take off. If that sounds familiar, all couples go through that. You know, so really it's important for us to be a student to say, maybe I was too forceful. Maybe I didn't choose my words very well. And maybe if I put myself in that receiving end, I would have not liked that at all. So let's be willing to be a student of that. So, so important. See, this is learning to keep in step with the Spirit. You think of our our verse for today, learning to keep in step with the Spirit. In our communication with one another, we need to be people that allow for the Spirit of God to help us deal with some of these tough issues that come up in our relationship. And we all know that there are things that come up in our relationship that, uh, if we're not careful, could teeter off the side, right? And could crash and cause some problems, right? But we need to really, really get this. And I hope that early on in your relationship that you would be people who would get this. Uh, because we've been married now for 34 years and we early on in our relationship did not get this. And as a result, we had uh, some very unique conversations <laughs> along the way. You know, I, I, this just occurred to me, it's not even in my notes, but I think as women, what's perhaps happened in the last, we'll say, couple decades, three decades, four decades, I don't know, in the last while is that we've had to work harder for our voice to matter and for yeah. our voice to be heard. So now you have a bit of a rising up to say, hey, don't talk to me like that, right? So there's something going on that there's been that. But there has to be a place where we now respect one another. So we can't be talking to each other as if we're subordinates, right? We need to talk to each other and communicate with each other with respect as equals in a partnership. And that happens far too often, yeah. actually. We've seen it. Like This is one area that we're both very, very sensitive in. I believe in the value of a woman. I believe in her worth here on earth. I believe in her worth in the church. And I have seen what Yvette just talked about, a devaluing. So I'm very sensitive to that. We we both are. So thankfully that helped us a lot. It did, yeah. But, but you do have equations where maybe there's, for whatever reason, some patterns there where there's that real being told or being talked down to or, or you know, just being treated as a subordinate. In a partnership, you're an equal partnership. That's true. There isn't one that's above the other. This is a partnership for a very reason. You know, and the other thing that we sometimes go through as you 
really well know, is that when you're a parent and you're in the parenting mode, it's sometimes easy to slip into that parenting mode with your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're spousing, we're parenting, and remembering, who am I talking to right now? You know, you've heard the joke, a woman who says she has four children, three real children and a husband. You know, it's funny, but in the end, it's not funny because it's disrespectful to be saying, well, my husband's just like a kid. Well, maybe if your spouse resembles that comment, they need to really do something about it. But at the end of the day, we really should not be talking to our spouses, whether it's the husband or the wife, as if they're a child, right? That's that's disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, some personal examples is I tend to be a very distracted individual. <laughs> uh, so when people are talking to me, I, I have to be very cognizant of the fact that I'm a distracted person. Oh, look at that car go by. And, oh, you know, that, that person just walked by. Or, oh, did you see that? The, oh, the, man, they just, you know, so I get very distracted. And, and I have to be careful of that when we're talking, when we're communicating with each other, that I can, I, I stay focused on what she is saying. And, you know, the thing is, is she'll say something and I, and I, and it makes me think of something else and that has and, nothing to do with the conversation yeah. by the way, at all so <laughs> it's like, i have uh, to be very careful <laughs> you know and on the other side and maybe you'll see yourself in in some of this you know maybe it's the wife or the husband doesn't really matter but i tend to be very laser focused when i want to deal with something and i don't mind using a lot of words to do that but it can become a bit intense, right? So it can be overwhelming, especially if your spouse is not confrontational and they're like, well, I don't want to make waves. They'll either shut down or retaliate. So we have to remember the, the equation that you're in and do a little bit of self-thinking about that. And I entered our marriage with baggage, right? So when Yvette would attempt to communicate to me about heart things, things that are important to her. And, you know, it could be tough stuff, right? My baggage of low self-esteem would kind of roll its way to the forefront of the conversation. And next thing you know, I become defensive, right? Uh, I'm thinking that she is actually against me. That That was... A common theme in our marriage in the beginning years that when when she would bring up stuff, I would think she's against me until I, I, I came to the realization that she is not against me. She is for me. She's my biggest fan. She's on my team. She's on my side. And so she's not saying this to cause problems. It's it's my low self-image and self-esteem that was coming to the front. Does that make sense? It's very healing when we can own our part. Yeah. You know, it, it makes for a more productive relationship and conversations as well. You know, in issues, I, I tend to be the in-the-moment person. I don't have a great deal of patience because I don't really believe in leaving things for tomorrow. I actually just nicknamed my husband this week the tomorrow man. You know, every time I ask him something, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm like, you're just the tomorrow I'm man. I'm the tomorrow man. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a, a character somewhere, but I'm like the tomorrow man, like today, right? So I can be impatient because I like things done and like things done quickly. And that kind of so I I need to really step back and let things you know maybe have a bit of breathing room 
because sometimes breathing room will help us to think through and poise ourselves for, for proper conversation. So, you know, I've, I've learned that. I'm learning that. Mm-hmm. And I find our communication has become far more effective as I learn to stop long enough to really listen to what she is saying to me, right? Um, I found that I, I'm a person that tends to hang on to stuff far too long. Um, you know, so when she talks, when we communicate, she will just let her feelings go, right? And just, just let me, let me know. And it's good for her and it's great and I have to learn to listen. But what I tend to do is just hold on to stuff far too long. And then when it finally comes out, it comes out like a dump truck, right? And I have to learn to not let it build up and, and learn to talk about it more often. Well, think of the dump truck that's really overloaded and the gate opens. It's like, boom, right? So it's it's like so forceful that it's a little too much to take in. Um, you know, I, I said as a joke, I'm not a particularly vengeful person, but I've toyed with it. Over the years, <laughs> how can I get back, right? But the point is, in the end, there has to be a commitment to forgive. You know, that commitment is so important and to move on and not to keep a bin of reminders. I don't know if you have toy bins in your home or maybe it's a dog toy bin or a bin for stuff and you're just going to lift that lid and pull things out every time you need it. You don't, you don't need that. You need to not have a bin of reminders that you're pulling things out of every time that you talk. Otherwise, you don't make progress. You just spin your wheels in that mud. So what are some signs of uh, ineffective communication? Well, one is uh, criticizing or belittling one another. One that we've certainly been <laughs> subject to is the Circle use... Circle that wagon. The, the use of absolutes like you never blah 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 i always blah 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 (laughs) like never and always you know it's like the two ends of the spectrum or uh becoming defensive that is certainly in my wheelhouse i become defensive when you become defensive you put up a wall right which is the next one stonewalling (laughs) oh how about being passive aggressive Right? Like, we've got to be so careful of these, because these are signs of ineffective communication. And it's very sneaky. It sneaks yeah. up on you. Uh, lack of compromise. You know, if there's an imbalance in a relationship where it's always one person's way, you need to be thinking, what's going on here? Or, um, you know, another sign is few attempts to sit and really connect. To sit and really communicate. So conversations that don't go any deeper than surface level. That's another sign. You know, not dealing, not wanting to deal with any of the big ones. Or uh, you talk more than you listen. Lose your temper easily. Uh-oh. Yeah. Never happens with us. We're both very passionate people. <laughs> we are. So, yeah, or do nothing but nag. And here's the thing. That's not just in reference to women, guys. Boy, we can nag with the best of them, 
right? <laughs> and assumptions about feelings that run rampant. So those assumptions really can cut off proper communication. Yeah. So what can you do about it? Well, you know, take personal inventory. You're responsible for you in this mm-hmm. equation. You know, if at the end of the day you've done everything that you possibly can and things are still not going well or the other partner refuses to do their part, you will have peace in your mind that you've done what you can. But, you know, do yourself a favor and choose one thing. Like, don't try to deal with everything at once. One thing to work on. Be honest. Don't run away uh, from the issue. Work on yourself to improve and challenge yourself to grow she'll overwhelm me with more than one and she realizes that right and so i really appreciate that she did that um and the last thing we want guys is for our our spouse to feel unsafe around us in in the sense when they open up their feelings to us um that we don't come along and stomp on them Right. So I find I'm continually attempting to better myself for the sake of our relationship. And I know that the only way I can do this is by uh, remembering our verse for today that I need to keep in step with the spirit. I, I need to keep uh, walking and living by the spirit of God at the forefront. You know, this is really important. When, not if, when you miss the mark, because we all do, it's so important for you to stop, acknowledge, course correct, apologize, and move on. Don't stay in the pig pen. You know, there's no point in that. Just say, I blew it. I I, I blew it. I am very sorry. That wasn't called for. Um, you know, I, I really, I ask for your forgiveness. You know, can we move on? And it's so important to get into that practice of doing that fairly quickly. It's really important. You know, we all have blind spots and our self-perspective isn't always that clear. So you're like, I don't know what to work on. Well, if you've heard over and over, perhaps from different sources, you know, that you come across as, for example, a very self-defensive person, you're always like taking offense. What? What? You know, then maybe say, well, maybe I need to work on that. Maybe that's something that's been with me even before my relationship. Maybe it came from my core family, from how I grew up, that there was this defensiveness. So it's something that I need to work on. You know, acknowledge that. You know, it's way better to make self-corrections than to be in a place where now you're forced. And by forced, I mean it's a make or break. It's a do or die. You know, why wait for that point to say, oh, we're all right. When there's some little warning signs, make self-corrections. Be willing to invest. Work on you. Be the example. Uh, commit to yourself and to God that you're going to work on that one thing. Cool. So our next one is a waning appreciation for one another. This is where criticism reigns king. Rather than a sincere appreciation for each other's contributions into the home and into the relationship. When appreciation between a married couple decreases, conflict tends to always arise. And I'm going to put this now on the, on the board. 
So, you know, we talked a bit about this last week, but I just want to talk about it again quickly. Shifts and seasons of marriage. So it's not like a static kind of thing. You have shifts and seasons, you know, when a new child comes into the picture or there's a family member who's ill or there's financial strain or one person loses their job. Like, you know, there's there's shifts. So we have to be thinking about that. We, we can start in the relationship because, you know, that's the romantic phase. And next week we're going to talk about the different phases as well. But we can start being very appreciative. Oh, you're so nice. You're so, you know, it's all really wonderful. But then it wanes over time. Okay. So the hurdles come and all of a sudden unappreciation starts to come in. You know, so that shift in focus, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, I think, next week is that cycle that impacts that. But I want to read a quote that someone sent me this week, and I thought it was really good. It says, The key to succeeding in a relationship is not finding the right person necessarily. Because some people say, well, maybe I'm just married to the wrong person. Maybe I need to find somebody else. Red flag. Okay? It's not necessarily about finding the right person necessarily, but about learning to the love Learning to love the person you found. So that's the work, is to say, here's the, the equation that I'm in, you know, for, for better or for worse, and I'm going to find there is absolutely one thing, two things, three things that you can find to appreciate in the person you're with. If you'll put on, we talked about that last week, put on the glasses to see it. Oh, I can find tons of faults in my spouse. You know, I'm actually really good at that. <laughs> I am. I, I mean, that's not a talent that you ever want to be proud of. I'll, I'll say that. But it's harder work to say, let me be putting on the glasses of appreciation. And what is it about my spouse that I really appreciate? And it's amazing how it shifts your attitude and it shifts your communication as well. You know, nobody wants to feel unappreciated, especially that we all need validation, right? We we want to know that we're appreciated in a relationship because that's what we're talking about here. So that's really important. Uh, you know, for example, you know, this is one of my examples. You know, we always talk about appreciating things that we do for each other, but sometimes it's the things that we don't do. So in this instance, you know, I could say to my husband, and this is very true for me. Thank you, honey, for not reacting to my tyranny of words the other day. I was exhausted and needed to vent. And you simply listened and didn't get angry. Doesn't always happen. I have to tell you that. It's my ideal picture. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm getting better at it. 34 years, I'm getting better. And then my appreciation is, I appreciate that you helped to diffuse my anxiety over that situation. So sometimes we forget that when our spouse is going through something, it's not actually about you. Yeah, they just need to vent. They're just, they're struggling with something, right? So we appreciate the things that we do for each other, but we also appreciate when we don't do certain things. And, and both men and women crave a positive recognition, right? It's, it's important to us, I think. Um, I know, you know, my love language is, is actually that, words of affirmation, right? And so when we stop acknowledging one another's efforts in our relationship and we stop expressing gratitude toward one another, then what will end up happening is is our partner will actually stop doing those things that we appreciate them doing. 
And when that happens, we'll just, it, 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 it'll become a tennis match where we both just stop appreciating one another. And so we, we, we have to be very, very careful that we don't fall into that trap and agitate one another to a place where it comes, uh, you know, to like stopping. Yeah. Like a bitterness. Yeah. You know, if you depend, and I, I put this in bold for a reason, for a reason, if you depend on recognition or thanks, then you're going to be disappointed, mm-hmm. okay? Seek the higher value of literally doing all things unto the Lord. You just make a commitment to say, I'm going to do this, whether I'm being thanked or not, because I'm committing to be a better spouse, number one. I'm making a commitment to myself, and I'm making a commitment to God, so that's really important. If we're overly dependent on a partner acknowledging us and thanking us, you know, all of that, we are going to be disappointed and discouraged. So it's really important that you have a balance there when it comes to that. So some examples is uh, what I had just mentioned, with, with which is speaking each other's love language. It's so important that we understand each other's love languages and then we... Uh, begin to speak those love languages. If you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, Google them. Google love languages in marriage, and they'll come up. And um, uh, really helpful. So my love language is words of affirmation and um, meaningful, touch. meaningful touch. That's it. I have to think about that for a second. Yeah. So hers is what? Uh, well, just... Do a job for me. <laughs> just, just, just fix that. Access service. Yeah, access service. Yeah. Yeah. And, and quality and time and meaningful words. That's yeah. important to me. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're a person who's negative focused, you will push away all possibility of appreciation. You know, it's almost, do you remember the cartoon, uh, Peanuts or Snoopy? You know, Pigpen? He'd walk around, he had this whole thing going around him all the time. It was like this cloud of, whatever, dust, you know, we can sometimes have that negativity cloud around us. And it's so important that we remember, what am I giving off? You know, am I giving off this attitude that no matter what you do, it's never going to be good enough? I'm never going to be able to bring myself to say thank you or just appreciate. I'm just going to see the little spot that you missed. Oh, thanks for wiping the kitchen, but you know what? It's it's still dirty. You did a terrible job. You know, there's ways to frame that, to say, you know, did I need to say that? You know, because that's not very valuing. So making sure that we're careful about that. Some things you can do is, um, you know, what I do anyways is, from time to time, I'll come home with flowers or a plant. I'll write post-it note stickers kind of everywhere where she goes. And, you know, I'll rub her feet, I'll rub her back, and just, you know, do things like that that show her that I appreciate her and her value to the relationship, to our home. You know, I have to consciously focus using my words to encourage and build. Because our words are so powerful. They can tear down or they can build. You know, my spouse and your spouse can't read our minds. So you have to actually say it. Mm-hmm. Right? They can't read your mind. If you're like super appreciative and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him that when he gets home. Then he gets home and you're like, oh, you stink. You just came from hockey. Go away from me. You know, like, that wasn't what was supposed to happen. I was supposed to say, oh, thank you. I noticed you cut the grass before you left. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, you were busy and you made time for that. So we have to just really be mindful 
of that. And, you know, I, I, I do my part around the home, and I don't expect the housework to be her work. Catch that? Play with words? Mm-hmm. I don't expect the housework to be her work. We both live there. We both live there. There you go. You know, I have to make an effort to schedule in some fun or allow fun to be scheduled in because I'm very goal-oriented and I like to accomplish tasks or finish projects or move on to the next thing. And, you know, if you're in a situation where you have a spouse who really likes to have fun, you know, you need to go with that and allow for that to happen. Uh, you know, you, you'll do well to remember that. So signs of waning appreciation of marriage. Uh, words of thanks are not shared liberally. Seeking advice from one another is missing. Or asking each other's opinion is absent. Or making personal plans without considering the other. Or unequal loads of doing one's fair share. Celebrating special occasions isn't a priority. Or romance is not planned or even fostered in in a relationship. Asking about each other's day is just not happening. Yeah. Or considering each other's feelings is neglected. Coming and going without even a note or a text or a phone call or where 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 are they? What's going on? And I used to be that way because, you know, I was single before I was married, like all of us. And you're just used to doing your own thing and going your own way and... It's like, why do I have to tell him? You're not my, my famous saying was, you're not my mom. <laughs> and that, that never went over very well yeah. either. <laughs> so when those, uh, once small yet lovingly unexpected gestures in our lives, in our relationship become expected, I don't know, I think they lose their magic and become a chore rather than a choice. So whether you've been with your spouse for 12 months or 12 years, I still think it is important that we keep on appreciating one another for the things that they bring to the table in our relationship. And something that I thought was important to clarify about, you know, love languages and doing things for each other is, you know, let's say you say, well, personally, my love language is acts of service. Okay, that's great. But that's not my spouse's love language. I have to remember, it's like, well, I did this and I did this. It's like, that doesn't really matter to them. What do they want is different. So you have to really think about that. And it's work because it doesn't come natural because you're like, well, I'd love that if somebody made a whole dinner for me. You know, so you don't really think of it. So you're trying to love them, but maybe in ways that aren't connecting with them as deeply as they could. You also need to find or refine the appreciation of your partner for who they are. You know, we talk a lot about doing things for each other, but it's really about appreciating who they are. You know, I've said it before, we're human beings, not human doings. And it's important to just think about, uh, you know, focusing on that, the, the, the parts that you appreciate about them, just who they are. In prayer this morning, um, somebody, uh, you know, started praying over the service and knew what the message is together forever. And they said something, and I wrote it down. It was quite interesting. It says, the first relationship introduced was the husband and wife relationship. First relationship in the scripture that was introduced was the husband and wife relationship. So we need to be careful, guys 
that we are are covering that and protecting that relationship in our life. So what did we do today? We discovered that uh, waning appreciation for one another is not good, so we need to not allow these walls to be built up in our lives, in our relationship, and we need to knock these walls down, right? We also learned that, um, you know, ineffective communication only builds walls. We don't want walls in our relationship, so we need to knock those down. Hell yeah, I feel like empowered with this thing. (laughs) Oh, if it was only so simple, right? If it was only so simple. Yeah. You know what we want to do? We want to close by praying for you guys and declaring over your marriages, if you're watching online, and declaring over your marriages that you would be people who would take to heart what you've just discovered and put it into practice in your life and and have some real uh, heart-to-heart communication in, in, in these next few weeks and talk about these things and, and cultivate them in your lives because we want to see your marriage succeed. We want to see you finish well. We want to see you guys being for uh, together forever. And we know that it is not always easy. We know that there are uh, a lot of obstacles along the way. And we know that those obstacles are the person that you see in the mirror every single day. And it starts with us being willing to keep in step with the Spirit of God. If we learn to keep in step with the Spirit, then we will not be people who allow for the uh, works of the flesh that is spoken of in Galatians chapter 5 to come to the forefront in our lives. But rather we would be people who would allow for the fruit of the Spirit to be manifested in and through us in our relationship one with another. Is that all right? So if you're here today and you're married, I I, want to pray for you. If you're here today and you're single, I want to pray for you as well because we, the whole, one of the purposes behind this is to give you the tools that you need to have a successful marriage, to start right. If you start right, then your chances of ending right will be that much more better. Cool. Maybe you're here and say, man, we didn't start right at all. It's clear. But you're still together. And you you have a plan to be together forever. Well, again, we want to pray with you and trust God with you for victory in your life. You know, maybe you're here and the thought of marriage is not even on the radar. You're just thinking of the upcoming exam or the test you have to do, the project that you've just been given. But maybe, you know, what you need to do is start praying for your parents. Start lifting up your parents. Maybe your parents went through a divorce. Yvette's parents went through a divorce when she was five. It was hard. My parents went through a divorce uh, when I was two. And, you know, it wasn't that hard for me because I don't remember anything. But 
as I as I grew older and and recognized the fact that my mom and dad went through a divorce, there there was stuff on the inside of me that I realized that as a kid I held on to, and so I I want to pray for you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you know each and every person so intimately that's here today, what they've walked through, what they're currently going through, and how desperately they need you. I ask, Father God, that you would just be that blanket of mercy and grace today over their lives, over their their heart, over their minds, for those that have been playing tug-of-war for a really long time and there's rope burns on the hands because it's like this way and that way and this way and that way and you let go and you grab it again and it just seems like, my goodness, when is this going to end? I pray, put down the rope. Father, I pray for those today that have said, you know, I tried and it's done and I think I'm just going to walk away. Lord, help. We ask for your help in this time right now. For those, Father God, who've gone through the separation and the tearing of the divorce, Father God, and maybe are just still trying to heal from all of that barrage that they've gone through. Help today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. For those who are looking for a sign of hope and a sign of life, checking for a pulse on their marriage, Father God, is it... Is it rescuable? Do we need to do CPR? Lord, help us today, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, for every couple who says, I'm I'm committed. I've committed, you know, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health. I've committed no matter what. Lord, help, we ask today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, by your spirit, we ask that you touch every life. Help us to put down that bag of rocks that's been yes. weighing the relationship down. Yes. Maybe weighing us down mentally, emotionally, physically, in every way. Yes. So that we can walk away and receive that free gift from God yes. to do the right thing in the name of Jesus. Yes, and Father, for for those who said, yeah, I made the commitment for better or for worse, but it's been worse and worse and worse. God, I pray that their eyes would be focused on you. And God, that they would dig deep, even deeper than they've dug, into security with you. Into a place of complete comfort knowing that they are resting in your beautiful loving arms God for those relationships where it's um, well where abuse is happening God I pray that there would be a release of that in Jesus name you know for those that are the abuser you better watch it because she's going to leave He's going to leave. You better watch it. God is watching. God is watching. You're going to lose the best gift that God has ever given to you. You better watch it. 
for those marriages where one or the other, and we're going to talk about this next week, a shift of focus, where your focus has been shifted from attention toward your spouse to more attention toward a co-worker or attention toward uh, somebody who's really kind to you. You better watch it. You're going to lose the gift that God gave you. Father, I pray that there would be a great awakening that would occur in people's lives. God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I release, God, a release, a release, a great release, a great release of your presence, great release of the power of your spirit. We can't do this on our own. We need to keep in step with the Spirit of God. We can't do this. I realized I couldn't do this thing called marriage on my own. I needed God. I needed to keep in step with the Spirit of God. In other words, I need to do things His way, not my way. Yes, Lord. You know, strong marriages form strong families that form strong communities that form strong churches yeah. you know it's really it's it's like a sweater where that loop there's a like a, you know the if anybody knits or crochets it's like there's a little loop that came off and you just pull on that and it just doesn't take long for the whole thing to unravel you know it's so important to catch the little things you think well they're just little things well, yeah, they are little things, but little things can grow into big things. You know, because ants will attract another bug that will attract a rodent that will attract, you know, before you know it, like, I got a big problem here. Right? So it's so important for us to really catch the little things. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up. We all fail. We all make mistakes. You know, it's about just saying, you know, we said stop. Take inventory, apologize, and move on. That's how you're going to have victory. If you just wade in that pool of self-pity, you're not going to move ahead. You're going to be stuck. So the encouragement today is that God with you can do all things. We talked about that last week as well. And I thank you for that, Lord, today. In the name of Jesus. Yes. So if you're watching online, we want you to know that uh, we're here with you. We're standing with you. If you're here live, we want you to know we're here for you. We, we're standing with you. Uh, maybe, you know, you're at a place in your life where you go, you know what, it's time that I give up and I start doing things His way. And if you're here and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, if you're watching and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, we want to give you an opportunity to do just that. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Start afresh. Maybe you're watching and 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 you go, yeah, I know my life has not been where it needs to be. And I want to lead you in a prayer. And it goes like this. And why don't you just say this out loud with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. 
and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. From this day forward, I want to turn and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you are now a Christian. If you're here, do us a favor. Uh, go to our website. Connect on the Connect card. Click the Connect card button and fill that out. Let us know that you made that decision. And for you online, do the same. Just go to our website and click on the Connect card and fill that out for us. Let us know that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. And we want to help you along the way. Is that cool? Is that good? God bless you. Thank you guys so much for coming and joining in with us here today live. Uh, for those who tuned in online, thank you so much. We love you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Amen.